Hi guys, welcome back to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. I am really excited to have Mary D here today with me. Mary, welcome to My Opinion. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here, Maya. Such a big fan. I'm so happy to have you here. And I just, I love your story. I love your journey. And Mary is a COO. She is a leader and a half. And something that is just so inspirational about Mary's story is that she is a breast cancer survivor and what I would like to call thriver. And I would really love for you to share that journey and story with us because it's such a big part of your life still, Mary, in a positive way. Yes, yes, for certainly, for certainly it is. I will say that I am really excited to be able to sit here today and tell you that I'm a three-year cancer survivor. I just had my three-year cancerversary, uh, is what we call it in the yeah. breast cancer community. Yes, and I actually uh, not just you know went and had. Uh, surgery, but after surgery, I decided to heal holistically. And that's been a big part of my journey as well in just really listening to my body and letting food and sunshine uh, really be healing for me. And it was a very personal choice. And I would, you know, encourage anyone that's, you know, going through something like uh, breast cancer or cancer in general, or any kind of illness to really just tune into their bodies and advocate for themselves. Such a big part of it. Yeah. But uh, to really dive into my story, mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll tell you that the, the, the time that I got my diagnosis, uh, I not only was getting diagnosed with breast cancer, but I was also losing a six-figure business as well as an eight-figure business uh, in a lawsuit. Um, wow. It was hard to lose a community of thousands of people, uh, pile it on to, you know, I'm only 40 years old. And then at the same day that I get my breast cancer diagnosis, we have to send my 14 year old chocolate lab over the rainbow bridge. Oh so my, my life, yeah. Worst country song ever oh <laughs> was my, my life at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was hard, you know, financial future uncertain, uh, my business no longer under my control, the future of my health again, uncertain. And it was crazy, crazy having cancer for the first time in my life. In our family, we had only seen terminal cancer. Uh, in one person uh, that was my brother-in-law and that was crazy. Uh, and, you know, it, at the time though, what you say is this is my time and what am I gonna learn from it, right? But I was wearing this mask and it was this mask that I like to call the strong one, but I was at my weakest and my lowest point and I really needed support. Uh, I considered hiding the fact that I had breast cancer at the time. Uh, I was going to secretly have surgery so no one would know. I was also beating myself up over my business and that was causing me to question my entire career, my ability to do business, a lot of shame, a lot of self-doubt. Those were all super, super real to me at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they might as well have been real people living in my house with me. Yeah. Uh, but through all of that, I also remember that you know, there's people who love me and that I love and this like life has to go on. Uh, I'm definitely a fan of feeling all the feelings. I think it's healthy to feel them fully, but then release them so you can move forward and don't stay stuck. And in all of that reflecting that I did, one thing that was so crystal clear to me was that I know who I am and I know whose I am that you go something through something like this. You definitely know who your friends are. And I wasn't going to let one black mark 
which was this learning lesson that I went through with my businesses, minimize a strong 20 year of career success. Like there's so much to that leadership mindset and to resiliency that really spoke to me. And at the end of the day, also saying, this is my first time building, you know, a successful business and it's not going to be my last. This is not my first time going through a challenge with my immune system, but this is a big one, but you know what? I'm going to get through it because I know I have a bigger purpose and I know that I'm, I'm here. I'm here for a reason. And through all of that in the challenge, the adversity, the shame, the confusion, uh, I'm a believer that we find the essence of the lesson we're meant to learn through those experiences. And for me, those lessons were very much that it was my time to receive support and let my people surround me. Uh, I didn't have to be the strong one. I could just surrender to letting others provide me with the support that I needed to get through that crazy time in my life. And I also know that when we share these non-glamorous moments of our life, that we bring real, raw, and authentic truth to life and let others know that they're not alone. Life is messy more than it's a perfect life post on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Tragedy yeah. and challenges happen in all kinds of ways. Uh, I may lose a business in a lawsuit, but someone else might have lost their business in a fire. Like this happens. This is this is part of some of the challenges that life life of life what we go through, yeah. and uh, I would say you know uh, stuff is just a shopping mall away. It can all be replaced. Money has got energy to it, and there's plenty out there for all of us. And I'm definitely today standing here before you more healthier than I've ever been, more clear and more educated on things. Uh, when it comes to regulations of digital marketing and compliance and things that I know my clients can really benefit from in a huge way and going through the trauma of business and breast cancer at the same time, I can tell you definitely overwhelming, but also that everyone who crosses my path today, whether they're going through their own life-changing health situation or life-changing business situation, I know that I have extra tools that can help them and encourage them and inspire them and help them, you know, keep going when they feel like things are tough. I, I love being on the other side of it. It feels good. Uh, had I, had I hidden away the breast cancer, I would have never had the opportunity to, to serve in a community that supported me while I was going through breast cancer. And that's the Breasties. Uh, you can find them at thebreasties.org. They're a 501c3 charity out of New York, mm -hmm. uh, supporting young women with breast cancer and reproductive cancers through retreats and community and virtual events and information, you know, and yeah. I get to give back to them in such a big way now that I, I literally woke, it felt like I woke up overnight and suddenly had this just huge community of beautiful women who needed to hear a message of hope. Yeah. And I got to be that voice. And had I not spoken up, had I decided to make the choice of sitting in my shame and hide, you know, suffering in silence, I would not have that opportunity. And I, I'm so grateful today when I look back at that and I just say, you know, it is in those times of adversity that the beauty is in the sharing. And I think that goes for anything, you know, pick your deepest shame, pick your deepest fear, like those things are actually worth sharing because other people are feeling the same way and your words can be there to let them know they're not alone and also encourage. I love 
everything you just said. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think really what you've done is taken these really traumatic experiences and really deep experiences that have happened to you. And yeah, you've put them out there. You've, you've become quite raw and you're a leader, you're a leader. And that's why it's so exciting to have you on the show today, but you took your leadership skills and married it with these experiences. And I think, you know, something that you shared with me before, obviously us doing the show and, and now, you know, you didn't want to be open and you wanted to kind of put this mask on. And this is something I find myself personally as a leader. And I, I hear it from other leaders and I love that you're sharing this. We feel like we have to be the strong ones and not, and I'm doing like air quotes with this because, <laughs> you know, we think that not showing, right, that we're human and that we have these things happen to us and that, you know, you had this, all this stuff go on with your businesses. And then you had this very personal situation with breast cancer and the loss of your dog. My husband and I have three, so we're dog lovers. Mm. I, I get it. Those are our babies. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but not, you know, I think there's this biz, big, like misconception, especially with women, right? Because we feel like we have to be so strong and not show that side. And in my opinion, I think it's, I, I've learned personally, it's the exact opposite. It's when I've become vulnerable and shown my team, my people, um, whoever's working for me or, you know, my clients or what, like I'm human, I'm still strong. But like these things have gone on that that's made me stronger pulling down that veil and showing. That's right. right. Yes, absolutely. For sure, Maya. I think that part of it is as women, there are still the kind of, I'd say old social norms, right? Like Mm -hmm. women, we stepped into a role where we do work. You know, we work more than we ever have in history. And in some cases are actually the breadwinner, but we are also still expected to raise kids and do that whole bit. And so it just becomes part of the load. But this is where like, I wanna kind of break that norm up a little bit and say, everyone can help contribute. And it's okay to not be perfect. I think I struggled with perfectionism for a long time too. And at the end of the day, I realized I am so much happier and my people are happier and the people around me are happier when I just show up as my authentic self and I can be as real as I need to be. If I feel a tear coming, let it fall Mm -hmm. because this is real life. We have emotions and we go through our ups and downs and not everything is perfect all the time. Most of life is pretty messy. Yes. And that's how we relate to people. And I think as time has gone on, especially in this day and age, people appreciate that more authentic place of giving, that authentic place of leadership, where we can sit down and say, even say, hey, I did something wrong, team. And let's talk this through because I, as a leader and as a human, I want to be better. And that's how we have those conversations. And we can only do that when we kind of put our ego down, when we put some of these masks down and just show up and be who we are. 
I agree completely. I relate to you so much. I used to call myself a recovering perfectionist. And then I had a lovely lady on a couple of weeks ago and she was like, no, I was like, okay, what, what, like fill me in. Like, what's the new, she's like, go ahead and put an X in front of perfectionist because you are embracing the fact that you don't have to be perfect. And I was like, she's like, do this exercise right now. We did it together, like on the podcast. And I absolutely love that because it's mindset work, right? Like putting that X in front of that. And I was no longer, you know, needing to put that pressure on myself because I truly think again, as leaders, we feel like we have to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. it's like, again, the exact opposite. I love what you said about, yeah, yeah, team. Hey, I made a mistake. Like, let's roll our sleeves up. Like, here's my mistake. Like, what are your thoughts? Like, how can I do this better? And those are the best leaders because you're humble. You're pushing that ego aside and it really brings your team together and they can see you as a human being and not as this untouchable Exactly. Yeah. We, we glamorize the superhero, but sometimes it's like, I'm realizing now why in all those superhero stories, we also see the kryptonite. Mm -hmm. We see the weakness in the armor somewhere. And it's because that's kind of the point. It's that even superheroes have these, you know, vulnerabilities and it's, it's a very real thing to be vulnerable. And there's actually a lot of power in that vulnerability that probably doesn't get enough credit, but I can tell you from a relationship and connecting standpoint that it will give you lots of mileage. Yes, I agree completely. So you talked about it a little bit. I want you to talk about it a little bit more. So this um, nonprofit that you're involved with, I nonprofits are just near and dear to my heart. I have a couple nonprofit clients and they're my favorite Um, because having a mission and really having a purpose is so important to me. And that's what it's all about with a nonprofit. And so tell us a little bit more. It's called the Breasties. Is that the name of the nonprofit you were talking about? It's the Breasties. So it's actually thebreasties.org. And, you know, we've been around for just a few years. Uh, A big portion of our community have some sort of gene mutation uh, I think you guys all remember when Angelina Jolie went through her double mastectomy, which yes. is called a prophylactic uh, double mastectomy because she was doing it preventatively because she had lost her mother from cancer. Mm-hmm. So when you have what's called triple negative breast cancer, along with the BRCA gene, and it's the BRCA gene, your likelihood of having a breast or reproductive or both cancers in your lifetime, it, it's over 80%. Wow. And that can be a really scary realization, especially when you're still a young woman and you may have watched women in your family who also may have had the gene go through getting a breast cancer diagnosis and moving on from there. But our medical system has come a long way and they actually have uh, surgeries. They can do preventative surgeries for that. So women can actually freeze their eggs um, in advance they can really prepare for um, family planning if that's you know a route that they wanna take. And obviously they have some time typically from when they know. Um, the only other thing is when you do have the gene, you are 50% likely to pass it on to your children. And so again, science coming a long way has the ability to actually 
uh, take a look at those eggs and it can actually remove the ones that have the gene if you want. So what? I know, I know, that's I know. this is like so much knowledge today, Mary. Oh my God. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's amazing what they can do. And, and some people say, oh, that's playing God a little bit. And I say, you know what, to let each person make, make the decision for themselves. I agree. Because there, if there's, you know, for me personally, if there's a way to eradicate you know, a gene mutation in my family genes and not have me or my children pass it on. Like I'm, I'm taking that route for sure. Why not? Yeah. 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 But there, there's just, you know, there's so many options available to people. I think that's the other piece of it. You know, I, I was fortunate when I was going through breast cancer that I had a great plastic surgeon and she actually was the one more so than even the, the cancer surgeon, the plastic surgeon was great about telling me all of my options. Uh, whether it's, you know, a lumpectomy, a single mastectomy, a double mastectomy. And I'll tell you that a lot of times people think those are the only three kinds of surgeries that you can have, but there's others, there's things called deep flap where they literally like redo, restructure your breasts out of your own skin. There's fat grafting. There's all kinds of options available to, um, to folks out there on what their reconstruction can be and what their options are. So my biggest, you know, challenge to people out there is advocate for yourself, ask lots of questions. I got like three opinions every time I would go talk to multiple doctors because I wanted answers. Yeah. I wanted to know what are you, what are you going to do? What's this going to look like today? What's this look like tomorrow? What's this look six months from now, yeah. you know, and all of those things definitely played into it. I literally just had a lady yesterday asking because she had had a lumpectomy and she was considering having a double mastectomy. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I told her is, Hey, you know, by the time I had breast cancer, I was already 40 and my breasts were aging a little bit and I wanted them to age evenly. And that's something that won't happen if I just do one. I also don't have to worry as much about recurrence. So if I do both breasts, then I can sort of put my mind at ease. I don't have all these follow-up doctor's appointments to go get a mammogram. Uh, Those are unnecessary for me at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And that for me felt good from a lifestyle perspective and from a quality of life perspective. And I told her my decision might've been different. I might've only done one if I were going to have children, because maybe breastfeeding would have been important to me. Right. And if right. I wanted to do that, then I'd want to preserve one and then maybe have surgery later, maybe not depending. So it really depends on, you know, your goals, your life, your body, and what feels good to you. So people, people should ask questions. I know it's a scary time and a lot's being thrown at you at once, but advocating for ourselves is one of the biggest, biggest things we can do and asking all the questions, go to thebreasties.org, go to, uh, and there's so many amazing breast cancer communities out there, but a lot of them have resources for people who are newly diagnosed, um, even those after the fact, so that you can know what your options are. And that's such a big piece of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, regardless of whether it's breast cancer or whatever, you know, whatever you're diagnosed with, asking questions and getting different opinions, I think is so important. And it's such a scary time that, you know, sometimes people are overwhelmed, it feels polarizing. And, you know, maybe that's not something you think to do right away, not because you're not intelligent, but because you're in shock, right? And it's a lot of information, but this is your body. And I love the examples and information that you're giving because, 
you know, you have to live with this. You know your lifestyle. You know the choices you're making for your life and where you are in your life. And being able to give back and, and talk to these women about that. I mean, what a beautiful thing, Mary. I think that's really great that you're able to do that and with this organization. And you're a co-chair for the organization, correct? I'm actually the chair of the board. You're the chair of the board. Yes, I am. Of course you are a leader in your <laughs> own right. That's incredible. And so how long have you been in that position? Uh, I've been on that, in that position for about a year now. Before that, I was an advisor to the team. And uh, it was really an honor for them to come to me and ask me to sit on the chair. And I've got, uh, we've got a group of five there on the board and uh, I work with some wonderful women who, uh, genetics counseling, mm -hmm. uh, a surgeon who is in there doing reconstructive surgery. And she actually uh, has, knows how to reconnect uh, the, so that you can still have feeling in your breasts. That's such a big a big, uh, also kind of, you know, hairy ordeal yes. in the breast cancer world. It's like, well, will I have feeling, you know, in my breasts afterwards? And she's, she's got the technique and the ability to help that happen for a lot of young women. And that's really amazing as well. You're just blowing my mind right now. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. No wonder you are just so pumped to be the chair of this. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm so impressed. This is incredible. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, my background is um, in leadership sales, but also in event curation. And that's actually what I sign on to do with, I do some for-profit, but non non-profits as well. Um, and we've pivoted to a lot of virtual events, right? For yes. support and for supporting our people and um, the different causes that I'm a part of. How have you guys handled that? It sounds like you are doing virtual and, you know, but I know the, the run for the cure, all this stuff is so popular in the breast cancer community. How are you guys navigating that in a virtual world right now? That is such a good question. You know, we, we definitely could, would have never told you that of all the pivots we would have to make as an organization, that there would be something as big as the pandemic yeah, yep. <laughs> because it literally shifted things overnight. And when I say overnight, we were literally at a breasties retreat. Uh, we were in Texas, uh, all of our ambassadors. Those are our folks that are basically running chapters in different States. Mm -hmm. We are, we're all having our, our leadership retreat and literally COVID is happening and it's literally States are starting to shut down. And it was very real for all of us because we were like, um, we're a big group and there's a lot of ladies here who are immune compromised because they're maybe newly out of chemotherapy or about to go, you know, out of surgery. And so it became sort of this, wow, we have to make a pretty immediate decision around this. Mm -hmm. And as we left that retreat, had some conversations and then of course, you know, kind of followed, followed the safety protocol, which was, Hey, please don't gather right now. And we ended up canceling our events for the rest of the year, which was disappointing because we love getting together in person for those retreats. They're such a great support structure, but what it birthed were all these really fun virtual events. And then we were suddenly doing virtual events on this this huge scale that we hadn't done before. And mm -hmm. we have networking events where we tell people to come find their best friend. How cute is that? I love it. 
God, this is so cute. I love it. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. And just to get them connected, because that that support piece, it really is important, y'all, especially now with so much happening. People are going a little stir crazy. Yes. Anxiety is high. This is really an important time to reach out, get community, find community. There are communities out there for you. And if you can't find the perfect one for you, by gosh, start your own community because there are people like you who want to be seen and heard and want support. And this is an amazing time to tap into that. We have so many resources that make it easy to do. You, They can come learn to podcast and get messages out like this, Maya, to mm-hmm. you know, specific audiences. They can go to Clubhouse and start a room and the right people just sort of navigate and show up. Yes, um, It's really, really about finding that support so that we can really protect our mindset and protect our hearts and protect our emotions, which in turn takes the stress off of our body and makes us healthier overall. Yes, absolutely. And it lifts our, our vibration, right? And we don't feel alone in, you know, this crazy world that's been going on for almost a year now. So when was your retreat? Was it like in March when this March kind of, yeah, literally March of last year. Yes. (laughs) So I nailed it on that. Probably March. Cause that's when our, you know, for my clients and stuff, our events were shutting down in March. So we, you know, we were quickly, um, looking to virtual and, you know, again, my client's uh, all have different virtual platforms that work for them, right? Um, yeah. Zoom is a, a huge thing, but we need different components for different things, you know, based on my my client. But um, yeah, I mean, just finding these different, that's why podcasting has been so fabulous. And I, I've loved, you know, growing my podcast to help women. And, you know, Clubhouse, I love that you brought that up because that's huge. But you brought something up that every single woman, that I interview brings up and it makes me laugh in such a positive, like a positive way. And you brought up mindset because mindset is truly everything. It's everything. And every single woman, I talk to so many different women from different walks of life and they all bring it up on every single interview. And I think that's so fascinating. Oh, a hundred percent. You have to keep your mind right. Yeah. That, you know, the, they say the most, dangerous thing is, is literally between our ears because we can talk ourselves in and out of anything. And I like to tell people, gosh, if news makes life scary for you, turn off the news. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, that's important. You're going to hear about it one way or the other. Surround yourself with people who encourage you and challenge you to be your authentic self. Uh, These days, there is literally a coach for everything. Yes. Uh, Go get one. (laughs) Yes. There's great apps out there that are to help support people um, through community as well. You've got, you know, things like Calm, you've got Brain FM, you've got all of these tools and resources and technologies. And at the end of the day, like I said, I really am a firm believer in connecting with community. When I um, first came out of breast cancer, it was probably about six months and I was finally feeling ready to like do do something like get physical again, like move my body in a, in a really strong way. And I tried to go to a traditional yoga class and I felt so defeated because it just, things were not like they used to be. And I couldn't like lay on my stomach. I wasn't quite comfortable with that yet. 
And that was really what kind of sent me into a little bit of an emotional frenzy. I was like, oh my gosh, like things are different. And that's what caused me to go out and look for community. So it can happen at any time, you know? So I didn't happen when I was going through cancer, but it happened just after I had surgery. And that's, that's where I say, yes, go find the thing. And, and that's really, you know, how I found the breasties. And that's why finding that, that person finding that community is so important. We got to keep our minds right. Otherwise we will, uh, we'll, we'll let our mind run down paths that we shouldn't. And um, it's just so important, Maya. I, I can't stress it enough. It's, it's definitely the number one thing that I had to guard going through both breast cancer, going through a lawsuit, going mm-hmm. through the stresses of daily life. Yeah. And I just, again, I love it because every single fabulous lady that I have on brings it up. So I hope, I hope my listeners are getting that by now. Mindset is everything. So, and yeah, look at this journey that you, you know, went on. I I feel like when you're going through something, you're, you're led to the right thing at the right time. And it was that experience, your yoga experience. You were like, okay, I need a community. And now you're the chair. Like how amazing is that? Right. I mean, that is so cool. So Mary, I want to make sure people can find you. So I'm going to include all the links, you know, to find you, to connect with you in the show notes. Um, when this comes out, of course, but you have some exciting stuff coming out. You want to share with our listeners? I would love that. Yes. So Asian women who boss up is a book I co-authored with 16 other amazing women. And we talk about the secrets to surviving and thriving. Mm -hmm. And when I say surviving and thriving, most of it is very business and leadership based. Um, Obviously I talk about my story in there as well, when it comes to going through breast cancer and the lawsuit, but it's phenomenal. I can tell you these women are all powerhouses. Uh, I love how they have broken through the bamboo ceiling and these stories will really inspire you and encourage you to just keep going. They're definitely a great tool for mindset. And then that comes out uh, in March. So here in March, and then in May, I have my own book coming out, which has been a long time coming and it's called Just Eat the Cake, a recipe for living your best life. And that is going to really dive into um, my journey and frameworks for being able to live a life full of joy, a life full of connection, and to really step into leadership. But some people go, well, if I'm a mom, am I a leader? A hundred percent you are. A hundred percent you are. You are a leader to those small children who are looking to you for care and for nurturing. And you're you're raising a little human that's gonna someday be a grown-up and go out into the world. And so it talks a lot about that and definitely self-care. That's probably one of my other big areas because uh, if anyone doesn't know, stress is literally the number one killer. It's related to like the top six human illness, illnesses and diseases. 75% of all physician office visits are for stress-related ailments and complaints. And it's it's a big one guys. And we really, really have to take care of ourselves. Um, and that's a big one. So I just really want to share that message. So thanks for letting me, letting me pl- shamelessly plug my books there, Maya. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, I am so excited for both. I knew about the boss up, 
um, book that was coming out. I, I know Tam, she's amazing and it just brings amazing women like you, but I didn't know that you had your own book coming out too. And I can't wait to read that. So super excited. I'm, I know both of them will be on Amazon from what I understand. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fabulous. And then do you have a website where people can visit you as well, Mary? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Please come see me over at maryd.com. It's M-A-R-Y-D-E-E.com. Perfect. Super easy. We can find you. So I'll make sure that I include that in all of the show notes. Mary, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the show today. It was awesome. Thank you, Maya. It's been been absolutely, uh, I have so much gratitude and I appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for listening to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. We'll see you back here next week.